Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. On today's episode, I have the savvy, purpose-driven, three-time domestic abuse relationship survivor and certified money coach, Alta Gracia Felix on the show. If you are looking for some tips and strategies to help you recover from financial abuse, do not miss this episode. Just a caution, if you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. Hello, Alta. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so keen to dive into our chat today. It is so good to connect with other women like you who have been through domestic abuse and who are now using their experience combined with their other skills to help empower women and help them get their life back on the right track again. Alta, I love that you have a head for finance and a heart for women like us to help them recover after financial abuse, which, as we know, happens 99% of the time in abusive relationships. It is so important for women to know that they are not alone in what they are going through and that there is help and support out there for them to get back on their feet again. This is a huge problem with domestic abuse, which makes it so important to get this message out there today to help women know what sort of things they can do to help deal with these challenges. Can you please tell us, a bit about yourself and your journey and what led you to want to help women like you in this way. Well, Sandy, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction (laughs) and for, you know, pointing out how important it is for women to really be whole in this, on this financial side of the situation. And the fact that, like you said, 99% of the women um, who've experienced abuse do experience financial abuse too. And it's not, talked about enough. And so this is a a wonderful way to go ahead and have that discussion. So just a little bit about me. Uh, I am a three-time domestic abuse survivor. I have experienced various different forms of abuse, but nonetheless, financial abuse was a part of all of them. And what got me to where I am right now was a combination of my personal experience with abuse and then my professional experience with finance. And I was aware that because I had financial experience, because I had some financial understanding, when I left my domestic violence situation, the last one, I knew what to do. And I was financially better off than many other women. And so you were a bit, a bit wiser, a bit more savvy about how to protect yourself? Yes. At that point, I had already experienced financial abuse. So in that last relationship, even though it started out great, I had started to like create those barriers and those boundaries around my money. So like I kept my expenses separately. Um, I tried to keep 
some control over my, you know, like my bank account was mine and no one else had access to it. And like when we paid rent together, I had to actually go to my bank and get the money out. He wasn't able to just have access to that. So those are just little things that I did. So when I left on a whim, which was the end of November, beginning of December, I had already saved up what was due for rent for December and having that money there and that money being separate allowed me to say, you know what, I'm leaving. And I had that money to then turn around and put down as a deposit for an apartment. Yeah. But a lot of women don't have that. Yes, that's that's absolutely right. Can I just share from my experience what Mm -hmm. happened? Um, I got to the point where I had to sleep with my bag underneath my pillow. My ex was not living with me anymore, but he would break into the house all the time and I Mm. had no security. He would, you know, he would still like he'd, um, he'd tap into what my pin number was. He'd get my card. He'd go and withdraw money from the account unbeknownst to me. And I'd get a rude shock when I'd go to, you know, the grocery store to get the essentials and get to the checkout and there would be insufficient funds in the account. And mm. um, and I was li- living like many of us do week to week. And yeah. What I needed to do when push came to shove and I didn't have, you know, any other option to keep the children and I safe but to find the, the funds, to, um, to find that money that we needed to transition out of that place and into another rental is I got savvy and I garage sailed, like you call it a yard sale, Nice. I I yard sailed my all my belongings. I mean, we still had belongings at the end of it, but I managed to raise enough money to cover the costs for getting us out of there and into another prop uh, and into another private rental. Which was it was a monumental feat, and I did it for three weeks solid. I basically had my house open, and people would come and say, "Is this a shop?" Uh- <laughs> 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 you have to do what you have to do. You have to do what you have to do. So anyway, the, back to you. Um, I actually want to touch on something you said when you yes. said living the week. Um, that is was even true to me, you know, because like I, I only had that <laughs> that one month's rent saved yes. up. Yes. But I too, like for years, for at least two to two years after that was just like I had to work two jobs to cover my expenses. But I wanted to touch on that just to emulate that. Yes, even though I did have this financial experience, I still did have to live that way. But if you don't like, it's not the end of the world. You find you have to, you do what you have to do. Yes. Can I ask you one of the, because you're a mum too, aren't you? You've got, you've got children, you know, one of the quandaries or the issues that I think, um, women face is oftentimes they are mums and and they've got the weight of being the stability for their children and um and often the children are also traumatized by the dysfunction in the relationship and they may also be you know subject to being abused as well so 
that adds this extra difficulty in women being enabling them to get out out into the workforce you know one one women are traumatized so they've got psychological issues that they've they need to heal from two they they often still have a worry about repercussions that this is not the end of the cycle that the cycle is still potentially going to keep going whether their ex is living with them or not and they've got to try and sustain a normal existence in being employed and that employment possibility is also under the pressure of those inconsistencies where their children may need you know their special care which means that they they're not going to be able to be a consistent employee, which does not make them a great employment prospect. Absolutely. And that it's a, a really, you know, like that's a big issue that um, women need support in. And, I, you know, I can remember when I left the relationship and things had become life-threatening for us and we did flee and I was literally changed my identity to try and keep us hidden because I was so fearful that we would be pursued and Mm -hmm. that something terrible was going to happen to us and I didn't change my name legally there's all these things that you need to a process like of course there's going to be quite a a rigid sort of stringent process that you have to go through to change your name legally and that was one of the things where you know like I did I was just traumatized there was no way that I was ready to become a part of the workforce again and those sorts of things add another layer to keeping women you know um, disempowered financially and I think society really needs to have more of an understanding of the impacts of abuse and what that does in perpetuating this ongoing sort of poverty cycle with women who have been abused and what sorts of things can we do to change that and turn that around and that's a big part of the reason why I'm so happy to be talking to you today because I believe that you have some fantastic tips and strategies to help women turn that around and to help them rebuild from a point of poverty into having a a normal life again so let's let's chat about it yeah sure so you you talked about you know that the finance being a reason why you're scared to leave and then with children so I had two little kids and I was willing to stay in the relationship, even though it was abusive for another six months, because I was actually waiting to get my tax return, which we get in the year because I was, you know, in a lower income status. And I was like, you know, when I get that, I'll have the money to go. But he actually ended up hitting my son. And that's what just was like, no, like it just flipped the switch. And I packed us up right then and there. And we left and we were 
homeless for a couple, you know, for about a week. Then we stayed with a family member for a couple other weeks before I found my apartment. But I was able to do that within the month, which was very fortunate. But as you were saying, systemically, I did not have enough support because when I went to my employer um, at the time to ask them to let them know what was going on and that I needed to modify my work schedule because I didn't have anyone to take my kids to school anymore and I didn't have anyone to pick them up. And so I would need to come into work later and leave work earlier. And they were willing to accommodate me for a month or so, which they did. And I reached out to my dad. I asked my dad to move in with me so that he could be that caregiver for my kids while I continued to work. But there was a little lapse in between the time when um, I told my boss that I would absolutely be able to go back to work and when my dad actually came. And I was actually threatened to be fired if I couldn't um, get back to my regular nine to five. And I cried. I cried. I cried so much because it was just like, what the heck? Like, I'm not not coming to work on purpose. Yeah. I have no one. And so I reached out to a friend that I had at the time and I explained to him what was going on and he would take days off when I had to go to work. Wow. Stay in the house with my kids and he would leave work early to pick them up some days or um, go to work late so he can take them. He helped me find a daycare worker that only charged cash and charged very little He's actually my significant other now, (laughs) but at the time, you know, he was just my friend. And so I reached out to my father for support. I reached out to him for support. I reached out to my employer for support. I then called the state and applied for funding for, there's like a victim's funding that you can apply for. Yes. uh, And they'll give you a thousand dollars per person that's been abused. So because I got hit and my son got hit, that was $2,000 that I got in the mail just because. Um, that allowed me to buy us a bed, you know, get us a table, get us yes. a couch, catch up on some bills that we had fallen behind on. So I guess the key to what I'm saying is find support. Yes. That's like the first thing you need to do It's who can you reach out to that you can have in your corner that's going yeah. to fill the gaps mm. that you need filled so that you can continue to either find a job if that's what you're looking for or keep the job that you have. Unfortunately, yeah. like I said, jobs don't have anything in place right now to accommodate victims. You know, like we should be able to get PTO time or something like yes. that. Yeah. That is outside of our normal PTO and sick time because it is a crisis. It is a trauma and it does take time and we need healing. I should, you know, like it would have been magnificent if I could have just used that type of time to make up for the hours that I was losing by not working the nine yes. to five in that time. But yeah, point was for point one is find support, find anyone, anyone that you can reach out to people that you might even think aren't going to understand your story or aren't going to be willing. Just ask yes. because you already have a no. That's like my favorite thing. If you don't ask, you already have a no. So if yes. you do ask and you get a no, you're no worse off than you were before you asked. Yeah. But ask first. Absolutely. I just wanted to tell you about a little competition I am running at the moment to hopefully put a bit more sparkle into your day and help you feel special and valued. I believe every girl deserves a bit of sparkle power. So once a month, I'm giving away a gorgeous tiara to one lucky listener. 
here's what you need to do to go into the draw. Just write a review on your favorite podcast app, paste it onto your Facebook stories and tag me, Sandy Johnston. Your reviews help other women find the podcast more easily, which means the absolute world to me. Okay, now back to today's episode. You know, we, I think there's a lot of shame that women carry when they're in that situation and, um, and that which puts a limitation or a roadblock, you know, up for them because they feel so embarrassed to be asking people for help and support. It's like this loss of dignity, you know, like how is it that I'm in this place where I need to be reaching out and asking for support just so that I can get by and do the basics, you know, but it's this is the time where we need to push that to one side and not beat ourselves up for being in that situation but just say well everybody needs help at some stage in their life for something you know this is my time this is a time that I need to seek help this is you know whether it's you on your own that you need some help and support or whether it's you because you're a mum and you need some help and support because you can't be everything to everyone all the time you can't sustain a full-time job and you know, be there for your kids 100% of the time. So, you know, of course, you you know, you've got a duty and a responsibility to make sure that your kids are in safe care um, at those times, during those times when you cannot be there for them. But if there aren't any, any programs that you can access where you can put your children into like an after school program or a before school program, you know, so that you can work look towards family look towards other other parents within the school to see whether you can you know do some sort of um make some arrangement with them to their children can you know you can drop your children off at their place and they can get them to school and that your kids can go home with them and spend a couple of hours there until you're finished work and off you go and you go and pick them up Mm -hmm. there is a way through it but we do need to be prepared to ask for help so Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's our saving grace isn't it is just yeah it really is because I, I would have had to quit my job if I didn't ask for help. Yeah. Um, I would have had to pack my children up and move four or five hours away. um, If I didn't ask for help. So asking for help allowed me to keep a job that is like a a really good financially stable job. Yeah. uh, That I needed in order to support them long-term. But as you said, just even a friend, as you said, and there is a lot of shame. There is a lot of shame, but I truly, truly believe that there is no shame in being a survivor, right? Because if you really think about that word survivor, like what does that word really mean? It means you're a fighter. It means you're a warrior. It means you are an ultimate loving selfless person because that's why you were able, whether you're, you know, your abuser was able to get you into the position that you were in because you loved them. And they yeah. 
you. So a survivor is not someone to be ashamed of, or you should not feel any shame of, of, about yourself and, yeah. and your experience. It's just something that happened, unfortunately. That's it. But it doesn't have to define everything. Happened to you doesn't mean you're any less than any other woman. No, you know, that's or, it. Yeah, that's, it's not some, you know, inherent flaw in us. It's not some, you know, like failure. Um, but yeah, we, the women who are in abusive relationships, you know, if they can just see how much courage they have mm -hmm. to be getting through what they're getting through, you know, mm -hmm. like just to see that as being a huge, you know, success on your part to be, getting through your day-to-day -day struggles because it's not easy it's hard right right it takes yeah. an immense amount of strength and courage as we said absolutely so there's no shame in being a survivor so when you get out you walk and you go and you knock on doors and you yeah. get the help that you need absolutely that's all you need to get you started yeah, absolutely. 100%. You know, I remember getting to that point where I even went and got food relief, you know, mm -hmm. from time to time, I just thought, no, this is the time I have to, you know, become humble and just say, this is my time to ask for help. And there's, you know, nothing wrong in seeking help at different times in your life. If you need it, just do it. So, and I found out too, that I, it was actually a blessing for people who were helping me to, for me to be asking for that help because it was, you know, very good for them. They felt really good about being able to do something to support someone else and help someone else. So um, yeah, it's, yeah, don't let that hold you back. Just reach out and and get whatever help you need there are a lot of a lot of organizations out there who charitable organizations who have supports in place for women and even um financial i don't know what you've got over in the states but we've got um some of our banking institutions here have like a, a dollar for dollar uh, saving account for up to a certain amount so uh, to help encourage women uh, you know to put some savings away and you know they'll double like 500 to a thousand dollars so um yeah this uh, i think you've got to get really um ask questions of if you can get onto google if google is a safe place for you to do your searches just start searching on um different sorts of financial supports out there for for women and I think I always sort of direct people women to the um, free counseling online counseling services because they mm -hmm. have a lot of knowledge about the different resources that are out there in their particular area so it's always a good question to you know talk about that financial aspect of the struggle that you're going through with a free online counseling service because they will definitely have uh, connections with different sorts of supports that you might be able to tap into another thing um, that they can do too is call their credit card companies if they have credit cards something that we can do here and ask for deferrals 
um, and, you know, push their payments back. Same thing for their car notes if they have one, because I had car notes and I had credit cards. And that was something that I was able to do. Um, yes, so and I think what you were saying. Yeah, yeah that's also the same with uh, utilities as well. That you can ask to go on to. I'm just trying to think of the term, but it's it's a payment plan that you can go on to because of financial hardship. So mm-hmm. you, you can stretch it out. Um, I did a lot of my bill paying that way, and that was the way I managed my budget was instead of waiting for a bill to arrive, I would have an allocation of, you know, $50 a week that would go towards electricity or gas or, you know, whatever regular payment I knew that I had to make, I would do a weekly budget for it rather than, you know, like living off my weekly budget and then getting a big bill and thinking, how the heck am I going to pay this? You know, it was just paid incrementally. So I didn't get any rude shocks that I'd have to, you know, deal with. And if I did get an unexpected cost then I'd get on to whoever it was with and I'd explain my situation and ask for a payment plan to be put in place so that I could pay it off um, bit by bit so yeah there are a lot of a lot of institutions where you can speak to them you know yourself without getting anybody else involved and just explain your situation explain that you're going through financial difficulties and ask them if they can put you onto a payment plan to um to manage your way through it yeah can you suggest some tips for women who have left the relationship and are starting over from scratch yes so there's so much that i could say (laughs) (laughs) um if we're talking just financially like just focused on finance yes going to be one comb through your bank account look at all of the expenses that you've paid in the past month and or the past two months look at your statement and document everything that's happening every month on a consistent basis. Then go through that list and eliminate anything that you do not need. So if you have a gym membership that you're not going to be going to, cancel it. If you just moved and therefore you don't have a TV or you know, you're not gonna have internet and you're paying for Netflix or Hulu or any other type of internet-based TV show, cancel it. There's no penalty to cancel these things, right? So just cancel it because that's money that you get to free up to put towards something else that you actually need right now. So that would be the first step that I would say is go through your statements and assess your expenses, your reoccurring expenses, and eliminate those that are not in alignment with what you need to accomplish right now. The second step would be, as we've already touched on, is to call your creditors call your, you know, anyone who you have a loan, uh, a loan installment payment, anyone you owe money to, anything, bills, all of that. Call everyone. Sit down, write down every. I, I, this you have to do this first because it can get very overwhelming if you mm. just do them randomly. So just say, you know, on Sunday morning, I'm going to sit down for one hour and I'm just going to write down all of these companies. I'm going to write down their customer service number right next to that. I'm going to write down my account number if I have that right next to that. And then in a day or two or next week, next, you know, Sunday or Monday, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to call each one. So rather than calling one and then spending time looking for another and then calling another one and looking for another, 
get organized with that. And that'll eliminate a little bit of that stress. Can we just, can we just talk about that stress for Mm -hmm. a minute? Because um, I've really overcome a lot of that, but it's taken me a long time. Mm -hmm. I was so intimidated by my finances, the state of my finances, that the anxiety that I felt was overpowering and overwhelming. And just, um, I'm just trying to recall an instance. It was almost like, do you know the game hot potato where, you know, like you can't hold on to it for more Mm -hmm. than a second. You've got to pass it on to someone else. That's what I was like when it came to internet banking, because Mm -hmm. I'd had so much financial abuse and um, insecurity around my bank account. I would have an anxiety attack before I got onto internet banking. And when I had to do internet banking, it would be like a game of hot potato. I quickly log in, do whatever I had to do and log out because I was just, it made me feel so sick to be doing these things. And that, I think that's a big part of, um, of the healing work that women need to do in terms of addressing their finances because it does create so much fear and anxiety and overwhelm in them that often it's turn a blind eye to it or bury your head in your sa- in the sand about it because it's too overwhelming to face and to actually look at. There's another thing, another psychological barrier that women experience is that when they their minds are overwhelmed to that point um, where there's that kind of damage has been done, they can't actually look at uh, paper and words and digest things properly. Their comprehension is really damaged because of the the anxiety that they've experienced around that. And that's something that really needs healing. So, um, I'm imagining that with the work that you're doing, that when it comes to those sorts of struggles, that you will help women to sort through those, have a look at the picture of their finance and help break things down for them to help Mm. them when it's all too much and they just can't look at it. At one point I got a um, a debt organisation, I opted into a debt organization to help me with getting some payment plans in place with my creditors. Um, Mm -hmm. And they even put some savings away from me. And at that time, I was at a point when I was just at complete overwhelm with the height of the anxiety of everything that I was going through, that it was, it had gotten too much for me to just deal with on my own. And, um, and thankfully, I accessed a service that helped me because, and that I think if listeners, if you can hear this, 
you don't have to do it all on your own. We'll just keep reinforcing that there is help yeah. out there. There's definitely people who can help you. You know, Alta, you know, she helps women with this when it's all too much. She can help look at your, your finances and help work through a strategy to deal with your situation. So you don't have to go through all of this on your own. There are organisations out there to help as well. And just please don't feel like any of this, if it's all too much for you, that bury your head in the sand rather than address it. If you can't address it on your own, seek some help. Yes, absolutely. Please, so, please, please. Please, yeah. <laughs> please I'll ask you it. <laughs> because it's true. It's so true. Um, one of the things that like I do with my clients is a money assessment. And it's not your standard money assessment. So we're not, we don't start out by looking at your bank account or your expenses. We start out by just understanding your story around money, right? And I feel like doing it that way does two things. One, it gets it out. You get to get it out of your body, get it out onto paper. But then two, as we're working together, we're going to find the patterns. We're going to find the points in your story that are echoing throughout your life. And those are the points that we're going to focus on first before we even look at your money. We're going to look at that first because we have to heal your relationship with money. Not only has your childhood experience impacted your relationship with money, which is your confidence with money, how you interact with money, how you generate money, but being in an abusive relationship adds an, an entirely different dynamic to that story. And so that's something that we really need to understand before we can then say, okay, this is how we need to address it because we don't want to have you in the space where you are feeling like an ostrich with your head in the sand. Yeah. Because then the chaos will continue around you and it doesn't get better, right? It doesn't get better. So it's sort of like together, we're just gonna start digging a bigger hole around your head and removing the sand and you can keep your head in there for a little while. <laughs> and we'll remove the sand around it, make it a little safer for you to start peeking out. <laughs> and then when you see that, okay, you can do this, you do have the ability to effectively manage your money, then you'll pick your head up. Right? Yeah. And then we'll start moving forward. Then together, we're gonna look at what has been happening what do you want to happen? And then this is how we're going to make that work. This is the plan that gets you from point A to point B based on you, your actual individual story, your individual experiences, and the things that you want for you. And I think that's so important. So important. That is just fantastic. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think I would have gone through your program in a blink if, you know, if I had, you know, found you when I was in the depths of despair and not knowing, you know, what to do to try and turn myself around um, financially. So, yeah, I think the way that you're going about it is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Okay, so what advice would you give women to begin to thrive when 
they are feeling too ashamed and embarrassed about their lives to reach out and ask for help and support. We've sort of, we have touched on that, but is there anything that you can add to that? Do you think? Yeah. So this is going to be sounding a little crazy to people, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm in the business of being very honest with my experience, my story and my journey. And as a woman, and and this might not have nothing to do with money, but has everything to do with a part of getting to the point where you're thriving. I had such a lack of self-confidence that I didn't think I was beautiful. You know, I didn't think I was worthy. And so I would stand in front of the mirror every night after taking a shower without any clothes on. And I would just stare at myself. And then I would start to tell myself good things about myself. Right. So rather than letting these negative things that were drilled into my mind continue, I actively would look at myself. And and I know this is hard for so many, but this is like a very important thing to do. If you're having those feelings, look at yourself because you're not those stories that that person told you. And I would stand in front of the mirror and I would repeat, you are beautiful. Yes. Your stars are a gift. Yeah. You know, and I would just go down a list. Yeah. And I would do every single day until I literally started to feel like the prettiest woman walking on (laughs) and that was like such an important thing because then I became more confident then I started expanding into my boundaries yeah I was able to start looking at my experience from a different lens and saying okay I know I was worthy of what I'm demanding yes so what do I need to put in place to ensure that one I never experienced that again. Yeah. And two, that I am confident enough, strong enough, and just like ready enough, I guess is the best way for me to say it, to tell someone that I might like that this isn't going to work. Yeah. Because I have created these boundaries. I have gotten to a place where I love who I am. And I refuse to allow anyone to come into this space that I've created and change that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Right. So love you, find whatever it is that you need to do. But looking in the mirror naked is really, really awesome. And it's super powerful. (laughs) Super, super powerful. I'm going to let you in on a a secret and everyone else too who's listening, but I do the same thing. (laughs) And it truly, it truly, truly works. You know, I think that this is one of the things that happens to women who have been abused is we lose ourselves we lose ourselves as well as losing our self-confidence you know and we need to reclaim that and that takes work I do exactly that too I've I tell myself that I'm beautiful I'm worthy and yeah I put all of those those affirmations and those beliefs and I look at myself in the mirror when I say those things to myself and it's not just a story I'm telling myself this is it (laughs) right (laughs) right and it's such an important um an important little thing to do and I don't think many people tell people or share that part of their you know that's that because it's a little like "Ah, I'm being vulnerable but (laughs) but it is it is, if you can do it, it's easy to do. You yes. can do it after you put your kids to bed. You know, you put yeah. your kids to bed, you take a nice hot bath or shower and you go in your room and you light some candles if you have to. 
Yeah. <laughs> Whatever yeah. you need to do to get yourself into the space of just admiring you because you are a beautiful, beautiful being that was brought here to this earth and you are worthy just because you exist. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, self-love is so important, you know, for women who, like us, who have, you know, felt invisible, um, lost their voice, were oppressed, and we need it. We need to find that voice again. We need to find ourselves again and who we are and reclaim it so that we can step back into our power and regain control over our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the okay. whole it's a whole process, you know. Yeah. Absolutely is, isn't it? It is a process and I think that in saying that it's a process allowing ourselves the understanding that it really is a process. It really does take time. And it might be for the rest of our days that we are going through this process, but we do progress. And I, I don't know, I was, had a dream last night and it was with me heading in a direction and just, you know, unconsciously or consciously knowing in that that dream that each step was that I was taking was bringing me closer to where I wanted to go and I think that if we understand that that we but we do need to have a destination in mind so if if that destination for ourselves is reclaiming our worth then keep that in mind, keep that and know that every day as you're saying these things to yourself, that you are getting further and further along that path to being, getting back into who you are and giving yourself the freedom to be who you are and all you can be. Just keep going. And because it's not, you know, sometimes it is, you know, two steps forward, one step back. We've, we find that, but we keep going because that two steps, we might go one step back, but we're still one step forward and we're still closer to our destination. So just keep going, but have that destination in mind so you can get there. And it's the same thing. I think you would agree when it comes to your finances, once you've, you know, set yourself a goal, keep that goal in mind as you keep stepping towards it. You can get there and you will get there eventually, but have a goal to work Absolutely. towards. Yeah. You have what to have a beacon. Pardon? That's what I call it. You have to have a beacon. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. That bright light shining. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one, something I say too is, you know, how, you feel sometimes like you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, I, somebody wise once said to me, the reason you can't see the light yet is because you haven't yet turned the corner. So it, it meant I wasn't going in the right direction yet. You know, I needed to head in the right direction. And once I was headed in the right direction, I started to see that light. So, yeah, like so make sure that you've, you're heading in the right direction towards the light and follow that light. <laughs> I like that. I like to say the little goals along the way are the little candles. 
Oh yeah, know, lovely. That like the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have to. You still have to know, as you said, where are you going? Absolutely, absolutely. And you're right because you need to have those steps too, don't you? Like you, you know, you're not going to get to your destination in one giant leap. It's going to be right. one step after another step, and and you know, the best thing to do is just to focus on that first step and taking that first step and once you've taken that first step then you identify the next step and take that step so exactly sometimes thinking about that overarching step becomes really overwhelming right yeah absolutely absolutely how the heck am I going to get there that's completely unachievable (laughs) you know you've got to be kidding me (laughs) right so that's one thing that I actually like to say to my clients is dream big like how big can you dream and it's like oh you know like yeah I I can only think about and I was like no 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 like if right if right now didn't exist how big would your dream be yeah yeah it's like okay well that's not that impossible yeah (laughs) yeah what are the things we need to do to get you there (laughs) yeah yeah now that's great and that's really good that you can help them to figure out those steps because that's often the thing that keeps us stuck is we might have that dream or that vision but we can't see the steps that we need to take to get there so it's great you know that's uh, I'm a big believer you know I do coaching too and I'm a big believer that you know um, we need to have somebody else there to help us identify the steps and then to keep us accountable too, to keep us moving along and making sure that we, you know, helping and supporting us through those challenges. Yeah, absolutely. So now I just want to take a quick break and tell you about the free guide with five tips to gain confidence and courage to deal with the tough stuff. The second is a discovery call, which I would normally charge for, but this one is on me, my gift to you for the month of November. In this call, we can chat about where you are at, what you are struggling with and what solution you are looking for. I want you to have useful tips you can implement in your life today to help you get started on the road to recovering control over your life and your choices. I get that your trust is broken and you don't know where to turn. That's why you can have this chat with me to see if you feel okay about leaning on me and borrowing from my skills and experience. My aim is to help support you when you feel like it's time to explore something different when you are ready to try something new to heal and grow. I help women transform from a poverty and scarcity consciousness, which is a perfectly understandable state of mind after going through financial abuse, to replace that with a mindset focused on personal and financial freedom. How does that sound? Is that something you would like to explore? Oh, and before I forget, I'll let you in on something I haven't yet released and I want to make available to anyone who subscribes to my mailing list and joins the Tiaras, Tears and Triumphs 
Facebook group before the end of 2020. This offer is designed to keep you motivated every single day of the year. Sound good? My promise is to give you a daily motivational affirmation every day in 2021. 2020 has been a tough year and I thought we can all do with a dose of positivity every day to help keep us motivated to deal with the challenges we face. To tap into any of these offers, just visit my website www.sandyj.com.au. Now, back to today's show. Okay, so we have covered so much ground. What are the best resources that helped you along the way? What, just personally, what do you think has helped you the most? Mindfulness was a big thing for me. Um, stepping outside of my own self was another thing that I did um, that was really, really helpful. So, so can you explain that? Yeah, so stepping out of my own self was for me to not look at my experience from my painful eyes, through my painful eyes, right? Because I was hurt, mm. but to step out of my experience and actually analyze it from an, object, an objective perspective and look at it and assess it and see what was going on so that I can then take that information and build better. So, yeah, can I had somebody who gave me an insight into that and, and said, you've got to get up into the helicopter. You've got to get up high and take a look down at the big picture. And, and at that time, I built a mud map of all the critical needs that needed to be addressing, but I needed to get myself out of my anxious head and have that objectivity and I think that's what you're talking about isn't it well, if someone else tells me logic over emotion she would say this to me all the time and I like take that in as my mantra now logic over emotion and that was really helpful mm. for me mm. when making decisions was um, is this a logical decision or am I making this choice based on emotion yeah because emotion only exists in the moment mm. and logic is long term Yes. So in making that decision to step out of myself, I was making a logical decision rather than an emotional one of just being in that space and, and feeling sad, which is okay to be there. You just don't want to stay there. Yes. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a great tip and, and it can be done. And I think that's a great saying to help women. Logic over emotion is a great way to say that and tell themselves, well, this is a time for me to actually be logical and put logic over the emotion. Like I'll come back to the emotion because I, you know, like you've got to, you've got to process those emotions too. But when you have to make critical decisions, you need your logical mind kicking in and, and working. So if you stay in that, in that emotional mind, you can't get the clarity. Hard yeah. to do that. <laughs> yeah. What advice would you give someone who cannot bring themselves to fa face the financial issues? Start small. Mm. Pick one thing 
and pick the smallest thing. Yeah. Because then you get a win, don't you? As you've, exactly. Yeah, you've <laughs> succeeded in something. If you, yeah, yeah, oh, that's great advice. Fantastic advice. Don't look at the big overarching problem if that's too much to, to face, but start with something small. Start with something manageable. Start with something that is going to give you some confidence to keep working on the rest. Yeah. Fantastic advice. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. What is something that has been influential in helping you to overcome financial issues? I used to have a lot of anxiety around my money too. Mm. You know, before I started really um, looking at it, I I stopped feeling emotional about my money. Um, I stopped worrying so much about my credit and, and I tell myself and I tell everyone credit is a game. It's nothing to be taken seriously. (laughs) <laughs> at least you know because <laughs> if you spend it goes down if you pay it it goes up that's just how it works right of course yeah. there's a lot of other nuances in the middle that are very individualized in particular you know to any individual person but I took my emotion out of my money yeah and that is what started like I stopped feeling bad when I would look at my bank account and I only had two hundred dollars in there or I you know only had fifty dollars in there and I had to make that last for five days and it was just logical well that's just what it is so what can I do with this $50 to make it to the next week and then over time I started um looking to start reducing my expenses so like where am I spending too much that I need to start bringing that down but I just I started small and I started by doing that like I can't have uh, my emotions tied to my money. Like my worth is not tied to how much I have. Yeah. That's fantastic. I really like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That is, uh, that's such a powerful affirmation. Really. I love that. I really love that because I think that association between your self-worth and what you have in terms of financial security are interlinked. You know, it's very difficult to separate those two. So that affirmation, I think, is just so incredibly helpful and powerful for women to use when they're in a financial bind to start separating their self-worth from the state of their finances and just deal with what they've got to deal with knowing that they are just as valuable as they've ever been exactly yeah exactly and you're doing yourself a favor when you do that because yes you'll see you'll start to see the shifts in your money when you yeah. start to just understand its purpose in your life yes and then manage it that way yeah yeah mm-hmm. Beautiful. I've just loved this conversation with you, Alter. It's been <laughs> absolutely awesome. Okay. What is something that has been influential in helping you to overcome financial issues? Um, automatic payments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. I can put my hand up for that one. Yeah. Agree. Like, That's it. Automatic payments. <laughs> um, and I, <laughs> I have my payments spread out. So like I never have two big bills coming out at the same time. Yes. So all of my big bills are spread out throughout the month and they're spread out based on when I get paid. 
if you know I know that this paycheck covers all of these ones this paycheck covers so like my car note comes out one week my car insurance comes out the next week this portion goes towards rent the following week and so on and so forth and then I have the other little expenses if you know my credit card payment is $25 or $30 those are scattered in between yes but they're never clustered because yes. the cluster creates a very um, difficult environment, I believe. And that was something that I had before that was causing me to have those day- weeks where I only had $50 in my account. So yes. yeah. <laughs> now, and then you'll see that over time, what you'll start to do is you're going to start aging your money. I don't know if you've heard that term before, aging your money. No, so explain it, please. You go from literally this paycheck pays for this paycheck to then now I'm two paychecks ahead and the paycheck that I got two weeks ago are paying today's expenses. So yes. that paycheck aged by two weeks. And so you start to do that and you'll grow that even larger. So, you know, you're, you're, you've aged your money by a month. But that is, is the money you earned two months ago is paying your expenses today. And that is a cushion that you created. Yeah. And that happens over time. Once you things and, and become more involved in your money, you know, what you nurture grows. Yes. You want to nurture your money. You want to, um, be in control of it, not let it control you, not let it control your life. So that's that's another piece of advice that I would say is automatic payments spread out throughout the month. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah. You make it all sound very achievable, which is what we like. <laughs> <laughs> what we want yes, and what yes. we need. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. What What do you do when you need some motivation to face challenges? I listen to Steve Harvey. <laughs> He's your guy, hey? Has He's your go-to. Motiv- oh, my goodness. And I love listening to TED Talks. Oh, me too. Big time. I love TED Talks. But Steve Harvey has these motivation clips that he puts on Facebook. They're usually like between three and like six minutes long. And they make me feel so good. I actually have sticky notes on my board from things (laughs) that he says that I'm like, yep, I love that. And I stick it on there. (laughs) And I actually just printed out um, a thing that he said today. Like I'm I'm always looking for motivation. You should always be looking for motivation. Even when you feel good, look for motivation to make you feel even better. So Today he did this thing and it's like, write uh, a list of the 300 things you want for your life, period. Nothing's too big, nothing's too small. So I printed it out today and I'm like, I'm going to do this. But then while doing it, I'm like, let me just do a vision board. So now now I have a vision board (laughs) with all the things that I want to do. Well, not all of it, but you know, just a little bit, those big things that I want for my life. So yeah, find it anywhere. I find it there. But find yeah. it with anyone who one challenges your perspective because that's important, um, and then two, someone who not only challenges your perspective but then pushes you yes. in a direction to dream bigger and think bigger and realize untapped potential. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're all here to grow, aren't we? Just because we grow Absolutely. up doesn't mean we stop growing. We're going to keep right. growing. <laughs> Knowledge and learning is forever. It is, absolutely. Um, What is one common myth about rebuilding financial independence that you want to debunk? Just get rid of it. You need a lot of money. That you need a lot of money to become independent. You do not need a lot of money. You need income, but you don't need $100,000. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, You can do it with 30 or 40. Yeah. You can at least start to do it. And then as you start to gain that financial confidence, that financial independence, because you're covering all of your own expenses, you're managing all of your own stuff. Even if you're getting a little bit of help from somewhere, that doesn't matter. (laughs) It's still there. Um, But you don't need a lot of money. And that's, I think that's something that a lot of people think. So they're like, you know, I'm not going to invest or I only have $25 left. So I'm, you know, I'm just going to spend it. Like, it doesn't matter what I spend it on because it's only $25. It's $25. And $25 saved over time adds up fairly quickly, right? I mean, $10 a week is $520 a year. Yeah. You double that. (laughs) Yeah. So value your money, no matter how small it is, you don't need to have a lot of it to start to um, create the financial independence that you need. And part of it is saving, part of it is investing and learning about all these things and getting yourself to a space where you've aged your money. Yeah. And that will, I mean, if you can save $10 a week and you have $520 and your expenses every month is $1,000, well, you're halfway there already in one year. Yeah, yeah. And if you doubled it to $20 a week, well, then you already made it in a year. So, you know, like thinking, starting small and like expanding on that number, it really does add up really quickly and you don't think about it. Automatic, automatic savings. Yeah, that's (laughs) it. I love the sounds of that. Automatic savings. We do it for expenses. We should do it for our savings as well, shouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, something small adds up very quickly over time. So... Yeah. And you don't miss it. Like you don't miss $20 a week, you know, easy. Blow that on lunch. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> it. That's it. So yeah, look, I mean, I think that women, any women who, if you're listening and you, you will know this because you will have made sacrifices, you will have made sacrifices along the way you know maybe it's you know like if I'm just talking something superficial like you used to go and have a facial you don't go and have a facial anymore you know you used to go and have a manicure and you don't go and have a manicure anymore whatever it is there's so many things that we do which we can live without and you know when it when it comes to surviving and covering our basic costs there's so many ways that we can adapt our spending so that we can still cover those basics and um and those sacrifices that we make don't have to be forever but you know i think getting resourceful is a really this is a time to get really resourceful and, you know, and if you want to gain confidence, think about ways in which we, you can become resourceful with seeing what quality of life you can have without spending that money that you can be using to give you peace of mind in your day-to-day life so whether that means that you take your kids to a park more often so that they can have a play rather than taking them to an indoor play center where it costs money I'm that's just one example but there's so many examples of free activities that can give you such a fantastic beautiful quality of life where you don't 
have to spend a dollar. And right. that, that dollar can go towards putting food on the table or paying a bill or putting some money aside to give you a financial buffer. You gals out there, you can get resourceful. I believe in you. There's get creative and think about um, what you can do. I was actually thinking of things as you were, as you were speaking, yeah, you were saying, you know, some, not the facial. I'm like, well, you can have a facial party at home with your friends. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, for less, you know, go to the store, buy a couple masks and you yeah. just hang out with your friends, a glass of wine if you drink and enjoy it that way. If you like a yes. manicure or pedicure, buy the kit once, spend the $20 and buy the foot spa, you know, buy yourself a good quality set of nail polish and, and things because you're investing that money once, but you're going to be able to use it for a long time. And you yeah. don't have to keep yeah. investing because I stopped yeah. going to the nail salon. That was something I stopped doing. Well, I'm just um, looking at your nail nails. They're absolutely gorgeous. Have you done them I yourself? Went, no, I just went for the first time in three years. <laughs> How funny, how funny. I was the girl who used to go and get my nails done every three weeks and uh-huh. yeah, no, not, not anymore. And it's not because I, I, you know, don't have the money for it, but I don't feel the urge to go and do that now. So, you know, I self care and pamper myself in other ways that make me feel good. So yeah, we just, it doesn't mean that we have to stop that self care. Absolutely not. Like that is got to be you know up the top of our list of priorities and that's one thing that's often at the bottom of the list of priorities with you know women in general is their self-care but um for us girls who have been through abuse um or are in an abusive situation self-care is just like one of the very very top priorities you need to be taking care of yourself yeah with that that comes healing but you do have to get resourceful like you said get resourceful with it and find those alternative ways yeah absolutely absolutely okay so is there anything else that you would have liked me to ask or cover that I haven't uh no just that be mindful of your fight if you're in an abusive relationship and and you're thinking about getting out um start to put plans in place, financial plans in in place if you have any sort of income coming in. And if you don't have income coming in, what are the things you can do over the next six six months that will allow you to leave that situation and and find a job or, you know, be able to generate income? What are you good at? You know, are you good at cooking? Are you good at doing hair? Are you good at drawing or designing? Like, think of those things that you can do that maybe you've always done before, but you don't do as much now because your abuser doesn't like it, but it used to make you so happy to do, you probably can monetize that. So think about that. Like you don't have to stay where you are. Yep. 100%. Definitely. But I do have, go ahead. Yeah. No, what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say that I, I do want, I want them to tap into whatever resources they have around them. I keep hearing that a lot of something that I've heard. I just want to touch on it really quickly. There's a lot of survivors might've fallen out with their families, right? And so they don't have their families to reach out to. And if that's true of you, I feel like a phone call is always worth it because there's forgiveness in the heart of everyone. And if you reach out more often than not, 
your family is going to jump up and try to support you. Someone in your family will jump up. And I have a really big family, so maybe I'm being biased. <laughs> but yeah. still reach out because I know the situations are very, very individual. Some people really can't repair it. But if there's even an inkling, a 1% chance, call. Yeah, there's... Um... Yeah, there's a lot that goes on, a lot of pain that goes on with families um, and because we we love our family and, you know, we would hope that our family would understand what we're going through and that they would be our support, but it's complicated this is complicated. What we are going through is complicated. And it's often that not a case that they don't love us. You know, they absolutely do love us, but because things are so complicated, they don't know how to help. And that can then put this, all this hurt into it. It it builds a wall between the two of you uh, you know or you and your your family and or that relationship can heal and I think that's good advice to just ask for help and um just whatever help they are able to give you because it might not be the help that you would hope for but there are other people who will fill those gaps for you with the, your critical needs the things that you need there are support services out there who help women and children every single day with their critical needs so you've got to open up your your world and um, look to your family for whatever support they are able to give you. And beyond that, don't move past the, the hurt that you feel about things that they can't help you with. And just keep your mind open to the possibility that there are other supports out there to help you meet those needs, that every need that you need met can be met by someone, by some service, by some organisation. You don't have to go through this on your own. And Alta and I are two people who are ready, willing and able to support you. We would love, we would love to support you. All right, for the final question, my dear, because this podcast is the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, what does this title mean to you as a woman? Ah, that's a good one. That we start as princesses and beautiful little beings. And then we go through a very harsh amount of pain. And then we come out bigger and better. Yeah. We come out bigger and better. That, that's literally what just came to me. So yeah, yeah, I love <laughs> I don't that. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Every everyone, I ask everyone that question, and every time I get a different take on it, and every take is beautiful and empowering and gorgeous. So I love that. 
Alta, I would like to thank you very, very much for coming on to the podcast and talking to us today about this important issue. Um, it has been absolutely jam-packed with golden nuggets. It's a really important conversation that we've had and I am very, very grateful to you. Now, where can the listeners find you? I will include your links in the episode notes, but if you've got some links that you would like to um, shout out now, please go ahead. Absolutely. So they can find me on my website, which is www.r2ecoach.com. And there they can always just schedule a call with me if they want to just chat and see, you know, if we can work together, if I'm the right fit, if they want to know more about my program. Um, I did want to offer one person a free um, access to my program. So I will, you know, whoever reaches out to you that is interested, or if you want to just go directly to my website and let me know that this is where you um, heard it, I'm going to offer it to the first person that says they want it. That's Um, a fantastic offer. Yeah, don't hesitate, (laughs) ladies. Go go for it. (laughs) I will offer that to you. So come. I'm more than happy to be a part of your story and a part of your journey and help you get to that big, big dream that you've always thought of or not. And I'll help you think of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point, actually, because, you know, you can't. um, I, I remember being like this where because I was in this cycle of not being able to make any plans because everything I was doing was being sabotaged all the time that I lost the ability to short-term plan or long-term plan and I really had to work very hard at overcoming that and healing from that and you're absolutely right in saying that because I'm sure you know if there will be other women who are experiencing that too and they can't envisage um, a better future for themselves they don't they've lost sight of what that could possibly look like so yeah I love doing that well that's fantastic because it's (laughs) so needed it is just so needed your you are so needed your work is so needed and um, you are a wonderful, wonderful woman. And I have loved talking to you and I hope that you will come back on again um, in the future and we can have another conversation. Absolutely. I'm honored to, to be here and to have a space with you and to share like we've shared. I mean, this is exactly what I want to be doing with people like you who are just open and are giving from their hearts and their souls and we're on this mission together right to heal to heal these women however they need it and I am I am truly honored to be here and I look forward to us coming and doing this again me too me too thanks Elta we all go through dark times when we do we often feel alone This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. 
I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel. But when I turned a corner in my life, the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement, if you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on, to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. 
and please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today, sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe. Sandy.